the tender ain't your thing And you're bored of just a fling And lovers got you down Don't worry, don't make a frown With a new band every week Relationship advice Satch and Peggy's Lonely Oscar Welcome back to Sash and Peggy's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I'm Peggy and this is my compadre. I'm Satch, back once again. Thank you so much for turning up again. We really didn't expect people to still be listening at this point, so it's kind of mind-blowing that you're here. So I hope it lives up to expectations. Definitely. You clearly must be the listener that is into questionable dating advice from musicians. Masochistic, I'd say. <laughs> Trying out some of this advice so far is not advisable. But thank you for coming back. Or you might be a brand new listener and not really sure why you're here or what we're doing. So should we run through exactly what this is, Peg, so that people kind of know how we're doing it? Absolutely, we shall. So each week we like to invite a fantastic musician to give us some dating advice because who knows how to date better than the musos of this world. So we like to split it up, the advice into sections. So we begin with dating lowlights because we want to know that they are humans too. Bring them back down to our level, essentially, right? Just like make them feel normal again. And that's when the questionable advice starts. When they when they start with getting a first date, right? It's simply step one, get that first date. And then we go to the game plan, right, Pegs? Absolutely. But what is a game plan without the actual date? So we want to hear how is the date going? How do they know that they're into this person? Are there signs of they're going to leave the date early because they need to run from the hills from this crazy psycho? have a safety net somebody in the background of the restaurant to save them that kind of stuff we've all got our weird wonderful techniques but hopefully if it goes well we'll find out whether they've got a home time plan are they going for gold on the first date or not it's the killer question that we're after really each week absolutely we've got to get to the juicy stuff and then the all-important date number two is it going to happen how do you play it do you call them the next day do you leave it a few days you call us a cucumber do you only text i don't know do you send them a funny picture and hope they get the message yeah who knows and then what i think is the most important bit right at the end is we have the post-match review and this is where we kind of have to explain the little weirdness of the podcast we have we assume roles each week peggy and i one of us will play cupid like going through those sections keeping these musos on task because they can go off left field very easily and the other person will be representing you the lonely hearts of the world the lonely hearts club and they will assess the advice at the end is pretty much the situation right Peg? absolutely and we need to set the scene so we're better to do that than the love shack so in a few short moments we will be welcoming you into our love shack the perfect setting for love i think we came up with a love shack on this recording as well and it was just kind of a spur of the moment thing that we're going to sit in the love shack so poor old izzy izzy b phillips is our guest by the way we'll have to work out what the love shack is and guide us through the nonsense that we were talking that day. It was quite a weird and wonderful chat, to be honest. Definitely. She was fresh from supporting the Libertines as well. So we're calling this episode Send a Meme the Next Day. So you can probably read into that. And you could have easily called it Cheeky Vimto as well, but we'll leave that for, for later. But for now, enjoy. Hope you're still here at the end of the podcast. Satch and Peggy's Lonely Hearts Club Welcome to Satch and Peggy's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I'm Sachin and today I will be representing the Lonely Hearts of the World in our Lonely Hearts Club Band. And by my side, as always, is Peggy. How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you, Sachin. So I'm Peggy, but today I am playing Cupid for all you Lonely Hearts out there. We're going to find love in the love shack today, or at least learn a few tips on how to go about it. 
I've invited the, uh, we, sorry, have invited the wonderful Izzy Phillips, front woman of Black Honey, on the show. Izzy, welcome. How, how are you today in the love shack? Are you feeling good? I'm feeling the love, baby. Feeling the love, that's what we want to hear. Um, so to kind of get ourselves started, so let's talk, you You know, recently in March released uh, your second album, Written and Directed. Uh, it got four stars on DIY and Enemy, which is amazing, killer of an album. But to just kind of get the love kind of feels from the album, it opens with, I like the way you die. Is Izzy that how you're feeling about love right now? Are you despondent or... Are you in love? Where is your love brain at right now? That's a romantic number, that one, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy it. It's definitely how I feel about love. I would describe my current romantic state as borderlining, re-virginalising myself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's dark. That's dark. Re-virginalising yourself, yeah. I feel like I've been celibate. <laughs> yeah, maybe I've become a nun. That's been a bit of a hazard of the year as well. I'm sure a lot of people have resorted back to nunnery, be it intentionally or not, given that we can't all touch each other in public. Nuns seem very happy. They they seem very content in their in their nunneries, if that's what they're called, or convents. <laughs> I think is the word I'm looking for. They do. They do indeed. I think this is kind of the mood of, you know, sashing over there with the lonely hearts as well. Lonely boy sat in the corner. It's been a long year and a half. Has been, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Cheers to that. Cheers a cup of tea. Let's get started to get everyone on a level, kind of the lowest bar possible so we can only go up. What, Izzy, have been, what is your dating low light? What is the worst ever date or dating experience you have encountered so i've had there's there's two bad ones that come to mind the first one is just boring like nothing to report that's a boring story i won't tell you that one <laughs> fair enough <laughs> my worst low light was i was dating a guy for a while and we hadn't been intimate but i'd like slept over at his house okay and I woke up in the morning and my stomach was just making this like oh, horrendous no. like noises that I've never even heard a stomach make like <laughs> like the whole bed is vibrating. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be sick and poo my pants at the same time. Oh my God. Like this is not a vibe. This is not a cute look. We're like, we're like second date in at this point. Like this isn't a cute look. Like <laughs> It's too soon. It's too soon. It's far too soon. So go to the toilet and I'm like sick. Oh wow. And shit myself. Like literally I'm just like, I still don't feel better. I'm like, I need to leave. <laughs> oh, is he? <laughs> this guy is like literally looking at me like, are you okay? Like what? Like he doesn't like know what to do. Oh God. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Like trying to make it really casual, like washing my face in the sink. Like awful. Oh, I'm so sorry. Need I say we never, we never met up since. <laughs> so I feel like it was maybe the, oh no, the, <laughs> the final nail in that coffin oh god did you go out for dinner the night before like somewhere dodgy or something or is this just i think we're just really hung over like it was just like an acute level of alcohol that just like caused my stomach just to just to cancel me and (laughs) (laughs) not at all this is really funny because before you came on pegs and i were just catching up and (laughs) sorry if i'm gonna throw you under the bus here pegs but we were just talking about our moments where our stomachs sort of let us down after a, after a night out because yeah. a cheeky Vimto ruined Peggy's bed sheets. Oh no. Yeah, literally two nights ago. <laughs> you know when you feel like you're too old to be puking in your sleep 
And then as well, I didn't tell you this, Sashin, actually. So I put the duvet on the floor, caked in puke, and then I was just sleeping under the lower bed sheet. But because I'd puked in my sleep, I completely forgot that I'd done it. So I woke up about 6am quite shivering and I picked the duvet oh, back no. up to put oh, it on no. me. And then I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Just cheeky vimpto puke. That's a horrible colour as well. Yeah. <laughs> and when it's cold and congealed. Oh, God. It was it was a low. But thankfully, I wasn't on a date. And, you know, I'm thinking, Izzy, maybe that was your stomach's way of telling you that he wasn't the guy for you. Yeah. It's almost like your stomach knew before. Protection. Yeah. I'm like, maybe it was like a good thing, you know. Maybe it's like my guts were vocal about how they felt. Yeah. Your literal gut instinct <laughs> has sorted you out, you know. It's good. Yeah, that's true. But I think that's what the Lonely Hearts wanted to hear. We're all on a level now. It's good. Yeah, I really just went in with the lowest. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, it can only go up from here. This is now a dating show on how not to puke on a date. So let's get started with question number one. How do you even go about getting a first date? Do you usually, uh, do you prefer meeting someone naturally? Are you a fan of, fan of the apps? Are you quite confident to go up to people? Or do you just sort of like stare and allure them from across the room and, and hope, just hope to pray they catch your eye? Yeah, how do you go about getting that date number one? I'm quite forthcoming generally with friends about going for drinks anyway like I'll probably like invite someone to go for a drink before it's like formally a date um. I'm not so good at the formalities I don't think like I've never done real dating I would say this is why I was like interested in this podcast because I've been on loads of dates but like I've never been like <laughs> hey do you want to date me I'll meet you for dinner at eight o'clock at this location. Like, I've just never done that. <laughs> it's, it's very American, that way of going about it, isn't it? Just yeah. forthright. Yeah, I had an American accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely. I quite like that, you you know, you're forming friend friend bondships before... Friend bondships. Yeah, I love a good friend bondship. <laughs> bon, bondships. Oh, my gosh. Bond bon friend. Jesus. I don't think I've recovered from, like, my... From the cheeky Vimto. <laughs> From my cheeky Vimto escapades. But, oh dear. But yes, forming the bond of friendship. There we go, we got there in the end. Before, you know, you get... Because that's... The, part part of dating is... I don't know, you men a date kind of your best friend, aren't you? That's that's sort of marriage, isn't it? Yeah. People usually say in the films that... Yeah, I think so. I find it, like, more authentic to just, like, have... Like, dating friends comes more naturally to me. Mm. generally though if I want to go out with someone I'll be like do you want to go for a drink I won't be like oh I will wait until they ask me and make it really intense like I'll make it quite casual but I'll be like let's go out yeah I like that I like that it's simple it's forward it's effective Sashin sorry lonely boy how do you feel yeah. I love calling you lonely boy <laughs> you enjoy it far too much <laughs> yeah no it is it's good that's what we like being bold is, is what we want to hear. And I think it's also sensible to like have some sort of grounding of friendship beforehand as well. I think it gets rid of a lot of the awkwardness that you see in the in the rom-coms and the sitcoms where you 10, 15 minutes and you're like, who on earth is this weirdo I'm sat over the table from? Don't need that in your life, do you? Try and excuse yourself. This is good. I think you sort of almost sift through a bit of the shit in the beginning of the process then if you already kind of at least like them on the friend level first. So that's a very positive first step. And then the next step is 
I guess, the game plan. So where is the perfect date spot? What are you doing a fun activity? Or is it kind of in a bar? Is there a particular style of music that sets the right mood? Is there any, uh, yeah, is there any tried and tested dates that you, that spring to mind? Well, I, I can't, I've never been on what would be like my dream first date, but Tell us what it is, though. Yeah, if I was going to, if anyone's offering. Boys, if you're listening. Like, probably just, like, definitely not food, like, no eating. Like, that would just make me feel, like, neurotic and insecure. Like, sitting directly in front of someone and trying to, like, not spill, like, spaghetti all over my face (laughs) would be too much. Yeah, no, you don't need that in your life. Some kind of, like, aesthetic cocktail bar where the drinks are so overpriced that they're, like, outrageous and it's, like, in some kind of palm tree themed tacky cocktail bar kind of idea like really overpriced but with the theme would be awesome yes also just like anything fun that's like bowling or like definitely not the cinema like why would you go on a date and sit in dead (laughs) silence preach like why i I talk all the way through films anyway like i'm just going to annoy them like (laughs) I just get super awkward about every movement in the cinema. Like, what are you doing? Where's my hands going? Am I leaning yes, too far to one side? Yeah. Am I allowed to be in this position? Can I have a, a sip of the Coke that I bought and put it in the middle? Or is that now communal? And am I drinking too much of it? It's yes, too many things. Yeah. So much to manage. And also, like, then when you eat popcorn, you're like, am I just, like, chomping really aggressively, like, in your ear as you're trying to watch the film? Because <laughs> you never know as well what type of film people are, as in, do they like to watch it all the way through and then give you a kiss at the end? Do they... Do they snog you all the time? Do you maybe have a quick peck in the middle? Yeah. Maybe at the meat cute scene or something? It's a bit complex. No, so no cinema. Veto the cinema. Bowling. But yes to bowling. Bowling's a great shout. Mm. I think it would be nice because you could have a get like gaming is fun, like a game of pool, like I love playing pool. Just something that's like fun and engaging that doesn't mean that you like look like a psychopath or like <laughs> Are too overstud. You're not in a confrontational study of each other. You're you're both on a level, right? When you go bowling, you put those silly shoes on. Yeah. You've seen what socks someone's got on, and suddenly there's just a level playing field, and it's a little bit more. Relaxed. Yeah, exactly. And everyone's like, no one's good at bowling, and if you're good at bowling, <laughs> like you need to get out more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I agree. That's the danger with pool, though, is it can get competitive. If you go for a game of pool, whereas bowling, like you're right, nobody's good at that. At all. So true. I'm so bad at pool that it's like my brand. Like I'm obsessed <laughs> with it, but I'm so bad at it. <laughs> I think I get a bit trigger happy and just because pool's quite a long game. I prefer more like, you know, in Monopoly where you try and steal from the banker. It's almost like a game within a game. So same mm. with pool. You just try and... I, I want to I focus in on that. In Monopoly, you just steal from the banker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to play Monopoly with you. Like, what are you doing? Just reaching over and nicking 500s. Outrageous. I think when it becomes, when it's, you know, long games, probably, you know, with dating or something, you know, it can get a bit long. So to get too metaphorical about dating and playing the long game. But yeah, in pool, I can't help myself sometimes. You're in an immediate gratification kind of gal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, come on, bitch, bitch, bosh, let's do it. Pool's too long. Let's go to the cinema. <laughs> okay, uh, idea. Imagine uh-huh. taking someone on a Monopoly date. Ooh. First date. <laughs> Staying down, county cash. <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> and, well, and but then but then you sat opposite the table from someone trying to it would be the worst day ever yeah one-on-one monopoly oh christ my hands will just be shaking because i'm trying not to be a thief I'll be like, oh god i wouldn't steal in real life this is paper money come on <laughs> okay so no to monopoly no to the cinema yes to bowling bowling is such a great show and kind of bougie yet weird kind of vibey cocktail bars lonely boy how how do we feel about that i really like that i really like that i in fact i i think bowling is going to go very high up on my list now there's it's a london-based answer but rowan's is great fun and i miss that place in Finsbury Park. yes so be a great excuse to go back and then i'll need to try and find a, a very expensive cocktail bar out around that area i'm not i'm not well versed in those places but that sounds fun who doesn't love a little umbrella in their drink you know makes everything 10 times better i'm really on board with this i'm enjoying it there's some homework for you as well to find this bar and maybe share (laughs) share it with us another time you can pitch the research to your date as well like all this effort i went to okay so the mood has been set we are at the bowling alley with palm trees and expensive cocktails around but how do we know Izzy, that it's going well. Is it kind of, do you get a vibe from people's humour or maybe is do you like a devilish glint in the eye? What will make you think about a person, foie, this is the person for me? I think everyone is so individualistic in this sense. Like, I'm one of those people where, like, I will know immediately if I'm attracted to someone or not. And if I'm on a date, I probably already fancy them. Like, I wouldn't bother. But I would like, yeah, I like a cheeky glint in the eye. I like a little bit of, like, jokes, like, laughing. Like, no one wants a <laughs> serious date. <laughs> if someone can make me laugh then, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, let's go home. Let's go to bed. <laughs> We're in. Go for gold. Works particularly when you've already vetted that you fancy them. Yeah. Don't, just don't piss me off by that point, right? Don't make me talk about current affairs and bore me to death. Let's just let's have a yeah. laugh. Yeah, oh my God. Don't yeah. start saying that you don't understand trans. Like, that happened <laughs> to me once. And I Does was like, it? wow, I'm not the person that you come out with that on, like, a second date. Like, don't... No. Like, I will literally sit here and lecture you about, like, human rights. <laughs> I'm just intrigued as to why they even thought that would be a good topic of conversation and then to blurt those those opinions on a second date is just a strong yeah it's almost like putting a car on the table so i don't want to get laid tonight yeah especially, especially to a musician as well i feel like you know music is genuinely quite a left-wing community like it's quite a bold move to suddenly come out with these like right-wing statements but I guess that sifted sifted them out on the first or second date. So the same person also need I mention uh-huh. also said to me on the same date. So I don't understand why you're so like obsessed with the whole like 60s, 70s thing. I was like, we're not gonna work out. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they're saying that as if it's like it's like a thing you've just decided to be so into. It's like the 60s and the 70s. Like what? I'm just like, you've dated me, like, you've clearly seen my Instagram, like, it's yeah. the only thing that exists to me is that era, so, like, can we just... <laughs> it's not like you turn up on the date, like, look at me. Like, what? Why are you wearing flares? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is it from Black Honey? <laughs> go, go, boots. <laughs> what? <laughs> you like the 60s? <laughs> oh, oh, this dear. guy. Yeah, I'm not his biggest fan, but... Uh, I want to know whether he's ever had any success. Yeah. 
just come in attacking you on a second date is also yeah. uh, to be fair i was also like i don't understand actors like why do they get all the credit for films when the directors do everything <laughs> like <laughs> and i'm guessing he was an actor he then. was an actor <laughs> he was an actor <laughs> Okay, so you just went in on each other from day dot. This is nice. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and then and then the puke and the shit. No, I'm sure it was some <laughs> He probably didn't get that far at all. Okay, so you know it's going well. You've got a... You're laughing, you're joking. No one has said anything about the 60s, the 70s or trans. It's just conversation is flowing so you kind of touched on this before izzy but it's home time do you walk them home do they walk you home do you go go for gold on the first date do you see you know just see how you're feeling how what's your kind of yeah your home time mood my home time mood is 100 percent. if i'm having a good time will be try and stay out for as long as possible get as drunk as possible like because by that point you're probably well on your way you know you're not re- you're not really thinking about home time yet you're probably thinking right where can we next get wasted where will be fun that kind of thing and then only at that point where i feel like i'm suitably intoxicated do i probably get a taxi home and never ever ever do we go for gold on first dates like i Ooh. literally am like i have chronic trust issues of everyone i i'm literally like don't touch me <laughs> don't fucking touch me <laughs> i'll tell you when you can touch me <laughs> but not right now yeah that's that's good that's you know keep them wanting more then it also you know avoids any if you're su- super drunk tummy trouble as well so i wonder if that experience may, may, maybe <laughs> maybe scarred you for life but no that's very good that you know keeps Keeps on wanting more. You know, you've had an amazing time because you've been out the whole night. Is Sashin, is that is that something as a, a lonely heart you can get on board with? Definitely. Like you're just extending the evening to have as much fun, right? And not focusing on the end goal. That's And then you're getting to know someone and actually building a relationship properly. It might actually be where we're going wrong, Pex. Yeah. Just focusing on the, the gold medal. What are you trying to say about me, Sashin? I said both of us. It was not a, <laughs> dragged, dragged us both under the bus. Apologies. But yeah, I really like that. And then we, we spoke to somebody else for another episode of this where they said the first thing they do after is text them saying, uh, we should do that again when we're not so drunk. Which if that is what you have to start with, maybe you shouldn't do it when you're drunk in the first place. Yeah, yeah I, I can't do sober dates though. That's like, that's too much. Like that, That's nerve wracking, isn't it? Yeah. Like, especially if it's like, you're both aware that it's a date and you both know that you fancy each other. It's like, this is just way too much pressure. Like I can't, I can't cope with this. But I love a so I do love a sober date. And uh, on down the line, I'm, I'm a huge fan of a coffee and like a let's go to a bookshop let's go and check out some records you know like that that I'm a big fan of that but I have to feel we're at that point yeah it's definitely it is definitely nerve-wracking I was saying to Sash actually just before this call so my most recent we're no longer together but he didn't drink but I didn't know this until I got there on the date so you know where you're at that point you're like do I not have a drink, but I really need one. So I sort of limited myself throughout the evening to like two beers, trying to sip them very coyly, but it's it's nerve wracking. It makes your, your insides go. Oh God, yeah, I, I find that really hard. Yeah, if someone was sober, I think I would really, I would ask them if they were comfortable with me drinking and like I would obviously like you want to be on a level with someone as well do you know what I mean sharing it right maybe then I'd think about getting some like french fries or like food (laughs) I don't know (laughs) 
Okay, perfect. So it's all gone well. It's gone swimmingly. You've got super drunk, but you've ended the night going home in your own taxi. But then how do you get on to date number two? You really like this person. You're really feeling it. Do you text them? Do you kind of wait a few days? Do you wait for them to text you? Do you call them? Do you send them a, you know, a love letter by carrier pigeon? <laughs> what is like, how, how do you get to the next stage? I'd probably avoid texting them for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. But then maybe I would send like a meme or something funny that I found <laughs> on the internet like the next day. <laughs> Just like a little dog gif or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the most British and evasive way of dealing with dating. <laughs> Didn't say anything for three days, but here's a dog yeah. meme. Yeah. Just the thumbs up emoji and maybe like some big eyes. Or like that little blonde girl, the emoji that's like, pick me, yeah. pick me. <laughs> I like that though. That, you know, it says you're interested, but also it still keeps them guessing, keeps them on their toes. I don't know, lowly boy, how are you? How, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, just a, just a funny funny little icebreaker. It's always a, I'm a chronic overthinker of those first first words in a text, so it lends its world itself well to my psyche to not think about it and just uh, when I see something funny, send it. Oh yeah. I have fretted over the amount, the number of kisses on the end of that first text for far <laughs> far too long. It's stupid. Well, in the famous words of Wolf Alice, don't delete the kisses. Oh, I forgot I'm wearing the t-shirt. That's really I did not keep up on purpose. Always leave the kisses. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> Amazing. Fully love a long line of kisses. It makes you feel loved, doesn't it? It's nice. I think that's nice. Who gives a whole line of kisses anyway? Like, surely that's like, I mean, you... you're not doing that many in real life. No, I don't think I've received a whole line of kisses since I was like 18 years old. Or if I'm trying to apologise for something, yeah. it's like really sorry about this. Ten thousand kisses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think like the special one is three. When you've got three kisses, just you know that you know that's love. Oh. Would you say that? There's a science to it. Yeah. Is this every time I get three kisses from a boy? Is this where I'm going wrong? I'm like, oh my God, three kisses. He loves me. We're going to get married. It's happening. Fantastic. Can't wait. And here I am, single and unmarried. I know some people that think that one kiss is cold. They're like, if it's like, oh, nice to see you, kiss. It's like, they see that as like quite a, like a full stop. Yeah. They see it as worse than zero, right? Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's an interesting psyche. But then two is just nothing, apparently, in the same way. Oh, is it? It's just you've put that on to be polite. Oh. You've clearly got no intention. Oh. I, I told you I was a chronic overthinker of this. And then three is like, okay, I'm, I'm, I, have in, I have intent. I've been reading my texts all wrong. Oh, my goodness. I'm just such a blunt person, though, because it depends on the person. I'm so direct that it's like, if I've bothered with a kiss, you're probably lucky. But... <laughs> <laughs> Well, if there's words in the message by the sounds of it, you've done very well. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. I think this has been good to kind of, I think we all have different views on kisses, which is anything now making me a bit more paranoid about how many kisses <laughs> I've said. But it's good to, you know, have that research there so you can, yeah, have a think about that. So we're on date number two. I think it's time to have a post-match review as to how all this has gone from Sashin and if we think, you know, this will work for the Lonely Heart. So let's do a little recap. Yeah. Low lights. Don't shit and puke when you're on a date. <laughs> it's a strong start. That's a good thing going forward. Okay, getting a first date, we usually, you kind of get to know them as a friend first, which is nice. Is that Sashin? How do we, how do we feel about that? Yeah, that one I really like, particularly. So like knowing that you're you get on with somebody first and then 
only take them for a date if you actually are physically attracted to them is a very good start it cuts a lot of the the chaff from those early dates and what you get in the dating apps of all of the nonsense like are you actually into me or are you just bored you want an electronic pen pal to keep you entertained during your working day i think this is a, a nice way of doing things 100 percent, 100 percent. and then uh so the perfect date spot was bowling uh with a cool palm tree aesthetic and a fancy cocktail bar all about that that's probably the best answer I've had so far is going bowling. I really want to go bowling now. And in fact, I'm going to go check and see when Rowan's is open, which I hope will be May the 17th. Wait at the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be like, is he, is that you? <laughs> oh, hi. Bring my own um, cocktail umbrellas and like make, make, make a fancy cocktail at Rowan's and <laughs> do as much as I can. Okay, perfect. So the mood has been set. How you know it's going well? Humour. I think we went for was the main one. Humour and don't say, I don't know, not necessarily dumb things, but things that the other person definitely does not agree with. Don't attack your date straight up on the second date. Probably not a, not a good idea. Definitely. Okay, so that's good. That's good. Then it's home time. So it's getting absolutely bladdered. And then only then do you go home in a taxi on your own. Is this good, lonely boy? And that's solid life advice. If you're getting bladdered, I think you should definitely go home on home on your own. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Just safer and better and probably much more enjoyable for both parties. Like if you're both bladdered, nobody's going to have a good time anyway. Let's be honest. And you'll leave with that sort of hazy, doughy-eyed, ah, oh, love kind of thing as opposed to in the morning when you've sort of got eyeliner down your face like, oh. Covered in cheeky vimto. <laughs> yeah, co- covered in cheeky vimto. Oh my goodness. Okay, and then finally, getting a second date, sending a funny gif or meme a few days later to kind of break the ice. Genius. And don't delete the kisses. Just don't delete the kisses. That is the worst advice. Like, this sounds like the weirdest day ever. Like, if this doesn't scream, like, the emotional problems. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I'm definitely going to test this out. Uh, yeah, I'm ready for it. I think the the bowling kind of edgy, edgy date is a perfect setting. Yeah, I'm on board of that in every way. Like, it would be boring just to be like, let's go to the pub. Because let's be honest, we just go to the pub every day anyway. Yeah, so, so true. You've got to make a special somehow, right? Yeah. And, like, I find, like, a lot of the time, because there's only so many pubs or, like, you like to be, you know, somewhere that, you know, is tried and tested. I've kind of been on a lot of the same dates with different boys to, like, the literally exact same pub, then the next pub, then the next pub. It's not very special, is it? Forgettable. I'm trying to remember like some of the dates that I've done and I'm like, ah, I've just, I've just had ones come back to me now that I've completely erased from my brain because they were probably just at a pub somewhere. And the company clearly was very bland by the sounds of it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're not listening. Can you imagine? We have aired so much dirty laundry on this show. I think by the end of it, we're going to have so many like dating enemies, but also dating friends because lonely hearts listening out there. Hopefully this has been good advice. Advice for life and the words of the cool greenhouse. I'm not sure where that came from. <laughs> but yes, and thank you, Izzy, so much for joining us. Yeah. And hopefully we'll see you at a bowling alley sometime soon. And just thanks for jumping on so early as well. It was really nice. Really no nice chat. No worries. Pleasure's all mine. Woo! Such and Peggy's Lonely Hearts Club Band. So here we are at the end of the show. Hopefully you found Izzy's advice sound and you're going to use it in the future. To recap, I think we had tummy trouble and bodily fluids was also a theme. Yeah, there's a lot of bodily fluids in that one. She rinsed you, Saf, for your... Uh... She did. I'm openly a Wolf Alice 
fanboy. They were my number one artist on Spotify Wrapped, but I was wearing a Wolf LS t-shirt that day and I really set myself up to fall, which was good and kind of detracted from what was genuinely terrible dating advice. I think even Izzy realized this at the end when it was read back to her, probably not the best one to follow. Entertaining it, I would say. Definitely. So I guess to take away from that episode, get really drunk, send a meme the next day. So hopefully... What could go wrong? Exactly. Hopefully next week we'll have some sound dating advice or, well, it's probably going to be questionable again, but from another artist that we promise you will love. Stay tuned and see you then. Sachin Peggy's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Thanks for listening to the podcast. It genuinely means the world to Peggy and I. The theme music for the show is by Henry Shaw, the dance floor troubadour, if you want to find him on socials, with the artwork for the show by George Haberson. Everything else is just Peggy and I, and obviously our incredible guests. So if you enjoyed it, it would be a massive help to us if you could subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share it with your friends. That's the only way we're going to get the word out here. And the lonely hearts of the world need dating advice. You can find us on socials at Satch and Peggy, or if you prefer one of us more than the other, Peggy's at Peggy from Earth, and I'm at Satch and Presents. We'd love to hear from you with thoughts, tips, and how we can sort our dating lives out. Until next time, much love.